0: I'll
1: Welcome to my basement, everybody. Hey, Nick, how are you? I'm very good, pal. We have a special episode, as we all know. The basement is actually located in Vancouver, and so is a brand new studio from Microsoft. It's called Black Tusk, and the general manager of the studio, Mike Crump, is here. You are the general manager, right? I am the studio manager, yeah. All right, cool. Well, tell us uh, about uh, this announcement. This is a big deal. Microsoft is A, starting a new studio in Vancouver That's and we, right. we heard that every studio in Vancouver was closing and <laughs> B, uh, you guys are sort of uh, announcing that you are whole hog on the next next Xbox, the next gen stuff out there
2: developing. Well, so we're not talking about that yet. Well, yeah, we're not going to find out about it <laughs> again. <anything laughs> speculation. Yes. Here's, so yeah, we're we're super excited. I mean, it's, it's really, uh, I'm pumped to be here, I'm pumped to talk about it. We're, we're uh, launching new studio, yeah. Black Test Studios, here in Vancouver um, with a focus on AAA games and new IP. Awesome. So we're looking to build the next big franchise as part of Microsoft's portfolio. We're a first-party studio wholly owned by Microsoft. Uh, and so, yeah, this is a really exciting time for now us. Now,
0: you guys have been operating in secret somehow, under the radar That's right, for, yeah. a for a while now, well, for a couple of months. We've been in stealth
2: mode for better part of a year, actually. Hmm. Um, and we've been kind of quietly but very aggressively hiring talent from not just in Vancouver, but from around the world. So... We're up to about fifty people now uh, in our studio and uh, looking to grow really aggressively. Is overnight. that enough
1: people to make games anymore?
2: No, it's Don't not. We need so we need more. 300? Yeah, yeah, exactly. So we are recruiting and we're continuing to build the team.
1: How uh, big does the studio get, and are you guys going to be making one game at a time, or what are your kind of long range goals here?
2: <laughs> yeah, right now we got more enough on our plate with one one game, so okay. we're fully focused. The entire team's focused on one game. Uh, you know, we'll get bigger. We'll get a lot bigger. I'm not going to give exact numbers, but we'll. Uh, we're looking to at least double over the next, or next year or so and uh, continue to grow from there. You
0: know what? I'm going to go on the record and say my guess as to what they're working on is a dance game starring Cortana. Oh yeah! <laughs> yep,
1: huge. huge, huge.
0: I can't wait to play yeah, it. You can pitch that yeah. Cortana's dance off.
1: <laughs> Billions of copies sold and yeah. made right here in Vegas. No, hours. you know I,
0: I like the name Black Tusk, but it reminds me a little bit of a men's cologne.
1: Right? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah.
0: Like it would be a sort of a cinnamon scent. You could wear it like on a night out on the town. If you're going to Whistler, you could put a little Black
1: Tusk on. <laughs> there you go. And sign so your, your product ideas. that on. Right there, you yeah. got a Cortana dancing game and a <laughs> cologne. Right. Just those two are free. Or just you, you didn't think merchandise? Yeah is here on the house we yeah. are matt that's why our studio is in a basement <laughs> right, right there <laughs> so you guys are um you know actively creating a, and found, founding a company in a an area that is uh widely known right now to be in uh uh sort of the uh, dire collapsing. straits yeah dire straits <laughs> studios are pulling up roots and and moving to other cities other studios are closing entirely like mm-hmm. our friends from propaganda uh, why is now the right time? Why is Vancouver the right place?
2: Yeah, I mean, for Vancouver, it's, I mean, there's a bunch of things, right? So, you know, we look at Vancouver, we see a, a rich heritage of gaming going back decades, all the way back to Don Matrick and Distinctive Software right. in the very earliest days. Yeah. And that has led to uh, a talent pool here that is just uh, unparalleled, honestly, anywhere else in the world. And so we're able to attract the highest quality top talent from some of the biggest franchises in the world to come Uh, to our studio uh, from Vancouver. Uh, We also have like, Vancouver has a really great pipeline of new university graduates. We've got programs here that are specifically set up to uh, offer video game skills and, and build people up in video games.
1: Yeah, and what's interesting is probably a lot of those people started their schooling in the heyday of That's Vancouver-based true. video game making, yeah. thinking that they would have jobs in these different studios around here, and then systematically there was closure after closure. Well, we're so, hiring them. Yeah, yeah so and now bunch, you're hiring them. We have great.
2: interns and co-ops, and we've got a bunch of new grads in our, in our studio. Um, you know another another piece of it for us, honestly, is proximity to Redmond. Right. Um, the fact that we're only a three hour drive away from Microsoft's headquarters makes it easy to do business.
1: We had Josh Holmes on the uh, on the oh, Basement yeah. Podcast not yeah. too long ago, and he was talking about how many Vancouver and Canadian people he yeah, had they a lot on of the Halo guys. team. Yeah, yeah, they do.
2: You walk through their space, and there's Canadian flags all over the place. That's hilarious. Uh, you know, and Josh is from Vancouver. I'm sure you know. So yeah,
1: uh, and listen, <coughs> I, you know, I started EP in in the mid '90s, and when I was just launching and getting content. For the television show, uh, we'd really just visit EA. You know, right. EA would be it. You know, maybe a little bit at Radical and stuff. Sure. But we'd always have to hit the road to go and get all the rest of the gaming stories that were out there. Yeah. But then slowly but surely, the EA infrastructure kind of uh, gave way to all kinds of other. Uh, you know, people left EA and started their own studios. Yeah. So there became a lot more content that we would be. Uh, gathering locally, you yeah. know, and it was really amazing for me to, to be at the heart of that cluster. Yeah. And of, to watch yeah. that happen all around me, you know, and I, I became friends with people at studios all over the place and it was really cool. So it has been, you know, it's kind of emotional for me to see some of these guys have to leave or close their, yeah. their awesome studios and to see the nature of games kind of changing. Do you think that we're, you know, in addition to you guys launching the studio, do you think that there's going to be a bit of a bounce back with the new consoles that are coming? Is there going to be a real revitalization in, in sort of AAA game making and game consumption?
2: Well, I certainly hope so in Vancouver. I mean, I, I grew up here. Yeah, so it's emotional for me as well. Right. It, this is my home, and this is where I spent most of my career. Yeah, in games here in Vancouver. Um, you know, I can tell you that we're, you know, we're super excited to be in Vancouver, and um, uh, you know, Microsoft's commitment to Vancouver is pretty deep. We've and we've announced Black Tusk this year, we've mm-hmm. announced a studio in Victoria. That's right. Uh, just in the last year. So it, it's super important to us too. And you have Big as, Park as well, right? And we have Big Park, yeah. So right. we have three separate studios just in this region. And it, it is super important to us to have that ecosystem that you talked about, that cluster of video game uh, development yeah. and all the ancillary kind of support functions here in Vancouver, that extends just beyond us. Yeah, I mean, we don't want to be the only guys making video games in Vancouver. We want to have that healthy, vibrant industry here.
1: Well, importantly, one of the things that you're bringing up is you guys are creating new IP, and I think that's been something that Vancouver. There has been some awesome new IP, like uh, sure. the Homeworld series yeah. and and uh, you know other the SSX and other titles that have come up uh, through the pipeline. Mm-hmm. But you know the uh, I don't know the, the triple heavy hitters uh, that Canada produces traditionally have come from, uh, Montreal sure. and I, I guess from Edmonton as well. Mm-hmm. Vancouver hasn't really been known as the home for these new ideas. These new, I mean, there's a lot of licensed work that happens here. A lot of sports work that happens here, yeah. racing. Um, but we haven't had that breakthrough halo sized or Gears of war sized so juggernaut. Yeah, yeah. I mean,
2: we've got, we've had need for speed, which is an enormous franchise yes and that was born Vancouver. here yeah right yeah um, and honestly FIFA which I know maybe doesn't sound like new IP but it, 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 at the time FIFA got made there were no soccer games on true. the market so that kind of came up from nothing here but I think
1: that it's time again right it's time Absolutely, for Vancouver to yeah. show that we can we build have something. the talent here right yeah. the,
2: the depth of talent here is again unparalleled anywhere so yeah, we we can take on the world and win for sure.
1: So, yeah. as the studio
0: manager, you're obviously talking to. You keep referring to the talent pool around here and how deep it is. Yeah. What is the the mood among the talent pool members? Is everybody frustrated right now because they're creative souls, they're creative beings, they want to be working on stuff. Yeah. And let's be honest, a lot of these people have been out of work for probably a little bit of while, or else they're working jobs that
1: they don't want to be doing. Or or they're working on ta- you know small games and small groups and hoping that they're going to get paid for it.
2: Yeah. And I mean, you do sometimes get the sense when we're interviewing people that yeah. there's, there's folks who are frustrated out there. Hire me! Yeah. <laughs> um, but, you know, there's there's other opportunities as well. And, and um, you know, one of the things for me, one of the most important things when I'm looking to hire somebody is, is cultural fit. To make sure that they're going to be a good fit for the team. Yeah. And, you know, one of the first and foremost things I look for there is just the level of passion that they're able to bring to their work, right? Yeah. And we all want to go to work and have a good time. Uh, and. When somebody feels that passionate about what they're working on, their work almost becomes an extension of who they are. Sure. And you kinda of, when you're talking to somebody, you can kind of identify that pretty quickly, right? Right. Yeah. You can get a sense of that from the way they talk about what they've done. Well, if they're it's not, a, not just a job, it's an extension of who they are.
1: Totally. If they're in a creative medium, that's what you want, exactly. right? You want them yeah. to feel like they're a big they're gonna chunk gonna of their life. Their, Absolutely. They're gonna pour
2: their blood, sweat and tears into, into everything they do.
1: Yeah. Um, And feel proud about what they're signing their name to. Exactly. It's the same for our company as well.
2: And when you get like a core group of people like that together, it's just it's such a fun environment to to come to work every day. You just come to work every day and you're inspired by the people around you. And, uh, you know, that's what we have now, which is why I'm really just so excited about it is we've got this core group of great talent that now acts as a magnet for other great talent, whether it's from Vancouver or abroad. we can, yeah, we can attract the best of the best.
1: Now, obviously, Don Matrick is a part of a lot of this decision-making, and he was, sure. you, you know, the founder of mm-hmm. Electronic Arts Canada, and yeah. he, did he hire you? Was he one of the guys that Don bought, did not
2: know? hire me directly, no.
1: But, <laughs> but uh, you know, obviously, he's had a hand in a lot of these people's careers yeah, and getting these absolutely, things. absolutely, yeah. Is Microsoft the he, godfather he, of, he is. of gaming in Vancouver. Well, and, not, you know, he's one of he's the most like, important people in the gaming industry, period. Totally. Is the vibe at the Microsoft Studios now, is it going to be very similar to what you came from at ea or is it a slightly different kind of well, environment
2: it, i mean it's different in a bunch of ways it's similar in some ways it's different yep. in some ways i mean the for me one of the key differences i've noticed coming from ea to working at microsoft is just the difference between working at a third party versus working at a first party developer right um you know i, I like to talk to the candidates when we're, when we're talking to uh, potential uh, recruits about it is that the first party advantage because working at microsoft there's just this Uh, mandate and opportunity to kind of think big and act big on Mm -hmm. a scale that that maybe isn't possible elsewhere. I mean the whole reason Microsoft Studios exists in the first place is to showcase Microsoft's platforms whether it's the Xbox 360 or whatever other platforms are out there and um, that kind of has us out there taking risks I think that third-party developers and publishers either can't take or won't take uh, because it doesn't make sense for them. They don't have that kind of strategic imperative that we have in first party So, um, yeah, it's... uh, Do you
1: guys now, because you're first party, do you have a say on the hardware side? Are you asking and talking to the hardware devs that are uh, building, you know, maybe the next Xbox?
2: Are you telling them (laughs) what you would like out of that machine? We collaborate with the platform teams, absolutely. We have conversations with them. So what's gonna be in it? (laughs) <laughs> You're going to have to wait and see like everybody else. Does it come with Cortana?
0: <laughs> no, listen, one question I had is: this is a serious question, so let's be serious. Okay, for a everybody, this, everybody at home. I have I this theory face. that wherever games are made, the, some of the DNA of the geography of the environment creeps into the game. I know you can't go into any specifics on the game that you guys are working on at Black Tusk. Sure. Yeah. But what is it about this place geographically that sort of encourages so much game making, so much game development and being from here as you are, Mike, how would you answer that?
2: Yeah, that's a really good question. I think, uh, you know, well, first and foremost, it's just such an awesome place to live that um, it's easy for us to recruit people to come live here. So whether we're talking to somebody in California or Texas or Frankfurt or wherever, it's never a hard sell. To get the women are beautiful. The women are gorgeous. The <laughs> yeah. mountains are gorgeous. The weather is always perfect. 25 degrees and sunny. as well. always, always, yeah. Always. Never rains yeah.
1: here. <laughs> yeah. Never.
0: And that's one thing Notch always says is he couldn't have made Minecraft unless it was dark like six months out of the year.
2: <laughs> Studios <laughs> in
1: Hawaii never work. No, nope. yeah. They keep trying them and they keep Those closing them. There out. might be something yeah. to that, actually. Yeah. Hawaiian yeah, games blow. That. Yeah. Yeah. That's yeah. true.
2: Um, but, yeah, so, you know, when we're, when we're going out and recruiting, um, Vancouver's reputation precedes it, and it's a great place to recruit. From, um, I think there is something about the outdoors here that kind of inspires creativity, has people um, thinking kind of maybe beyond the corporate mentality. There is uh,
1: it's kind of a binary kind of way to look at your life a little bit, right? You come in, yeah. you're, you're in the digital space making stuff in front of a screen, and then the other chunk, you're out in mountains and stuff.
2: Well, and you just look out the window from our office, and yeah. Be inspired by what you see, right? Yeah. Um, so yeah, I think there's something to that as well. And, um, you know, and then there's there's a whole, like we talked about earlier, there's an ecosystem that goes beyond games even to film and, and television, what yeah, you guys are right. doing here. Yeah. And that inspires creative people to come to Vancouver. So, right. yeah, it's just a hotbed of, of kind of critical mass of, of creative talent here that inspires each other.
1: Yeah, at every level of production. And yeah. I think games, they're, they're the hardest thing to make mm-hmm. out of the medias that we sort of get involved with because you're building something out of nothing. And I think that challenge is something that really. Uh, brings creative people to it. Yeah, well, you have to be
2: up for yeah. the challenge, right? Because yeah. you said, it's, it's a huge challenge to create something from nothing. Building new IP is tough, and you've got you got to be willing to walk through walls to get it done.
1: How tough is it going to be now? I mean, we've had some pretty high, you know, marks in this generation of game mm-hmm. development. There's just been some incredible games in Halo 4. Right, right. Are, was amazing, yeah. you know, and it was made internally at Microsoft and it blew expectations out of the water. And, and there was a lot of skepticism about 343 being able to carry that torch and they, mm-hmm. they just killed it. Yeah. How do you beat that now? What, do you guys, <laughs> what are you guys going to do to, like, improve on gaming?
2: Well, I mean, the bar is set super high, as you said. And uh, it's, it's, when you're talking about getting into the AAA space, you have to be aiming for the very top Yeah, because that middle ground is starting to erode in a big right. way, right? So you've got to be aiming for the top ten. Um, working at Microsoft, we, you know, we're fortunate that we have the backing of an enormous company to kind of make that happen and bring that to life and take right. the risks we need to take to make right. that work. When I think about future gaming, where gaming is going, and one of the things that really excites me, I see this convergence happening between film and games, where the line between like a movie and a game is starting to blur. Mm-hmm. And when we think about some of the technologies from film that are now you know working their way into game development, it allows us to... You know, for example, create believable characters that feel human that cross what we call the uncanny valley of, of um, digital characters. Uh, and that, in turn, allows us to have an emotional engagement with a game that goes way beyond anything that's been possible before.
1: Yeah, which we saw a bit in Halo, yeah. and we're seeing in Walking Dead, yeah. and we're, uh, uh, you know, but the other the other thing that I think really knocked us off, knocked our socks off was Dishonored this year, which was also mm-hmm. completely fresh. And I think yeah, that there is yeah. this, uh, Appetite on on the part of consumers out there because it's blown expectations for uh, Bethesda, and they're they're just you know overjoyed that it's doing as well as it's doing, and they're talking about sequels already, which is great. I mean, that game was important this year for our industry, and but I think gamers out there, that's what they want. They want something new, Mm -hmm. you know, like Call of Duty: Blops Two is huge hit, but everybody (laughs) has you know, some kind of cynical response to it. You sure. know, it's more of the Call of Duty, more of dipping into the well. And you guys saw that a little bit, I'm sure, with the uh, EA Sports stuff. Are yeah. you... Are, are,
2: I you know, mean, yeah, absolutely. Microsoft's got this great portfolio of existing franchises, right? Yellow, yeah. Gears of War, Fable, Forza. But you're right, there's absolutely an appetite for for uh, new IP. Mm-hmm. And, you know, our whole our is being built from the ground up to kind of feed that appetite, where um, there's enormous investment being made here to, to bring that to life. You know what we're trying to do here, Mike, is we're trying to get sweat you in. out here, yeah. <laughs> trying to get you to crack, yeah. tell us what
0: the fuck you're working yeah, you're doing on. Great job, And yeah. so far, man, this guy's a rock. It's, uh, it's all his CIA training. I don't even yeah. see any beads of sweat on his I know. brow. You and I are sweating more I than know. he is.
1: I know. It's like he's interrogating us. <laughs> oh, what boy. the fuck? What happened Where he, were you last time? turned night? it around. Yes.
2: <laughs> uh um, I you know At some point, guys, I'd love to be able to tell you more. I mean, it's so exciting to me, the stuff that we're working on. Yeah. I wish I could tell you more about it because it's really, you know, I, I'm super excited to go to work every day and work on it. But, uh, yeah, not right now. We You know, this, you guys know this, this industry is super competitive. Yes. And you don't want um, your idea stolen. Yeah, we're not ready yet to yeah. kind of put that stuff out there. Well, and, and
1: you're... F- you're f- you know you're framing the ideas right now right you're just sort of figuring out what's going to work gameplay wise and what isn't yeah. you don't want to I mean, promise we're, stuff we've landed on a,
2: a concept the concept's been green lit which yeah. is great so microsoft's fully behind what we're working on um, but we are still in pre-production we're not even fully in production and so there's a lot of technology and a lot yeah. of processes and even building a team that still needs to be proven out um, so it'll be a while before we're ready to really dive into.
1: And you're, you're not going to talk about the game concept or the the next possible console that it might possibly be on, but Microsoft currently has a lot of technology floating around that is already talking to each other. Mm-hmm. And I, I'd like to get your thoughts on uh, you know second screen applications, the smart sure. glass, the uh, connect functionality, uh, you know, bringing content over across mobile and stuff. Is this something sure. that at like a modern AAA studio, do you have to think about all of that and incorporate all of that? And is Microsoft we do, saying, we're only green lighting this <laughs> if you've got this working on every uh, single thing not quite like that, yeah. but
2: it's, yeah, it's definitely something we think about. And when we think you guys were asking the question earlier about AAA games and yeah. how that is, you know, uh, the industry is changing, right? And, and a lot of our, them are struggling. I think, uh, you know, when we think about making AAA, we have to be thinking about where is it going? what's it look like in a few years from now, making sure that we are building for tomorrow's consumer and what they're gonna want. And yeah, one of the things that that we see as a a huge trend is a move towards consumers engaging with entertainment across multiple platforms at the same time. Mm -hmm. And so when we think about building new IP and building a franchise, we want that franchise to go as broadly as possible and be as accessible as possible. So, you know, I won't get into details again. You have to wait and see what we're actually cooking on. But um, that's that's a piece of it.
1: You have to plan for it. Yeah. So it's like you're not just planning for one screen now. It's not like the old days. You
2: have to be thinking about an ecosystem. And when yeah. we think about Xbox, we think about Xbox as an ecosystem, not just as one box.
1: Let's talk about the tax credits in Vancouver. Sure. And, uh, you know, obviously I talked to a lot of uh, Vancouver uh, team leaders and studio managers and stuff there are a lot of exasperation over what Ontario and Quebec and other provinces across the country are offering to uh, these studios to run their businesses. It's not as important to Microsoft or is Microsoft hoping to change things in in the city so that other studios can benefit from this?
2: Yeah, for sure it's a challenge, right? And it is important and um, you know it's something that Microsoft is engaging with with the local and and provincial governments to try and make sure that BC all up is really realizing its potential because the potential here is so huge. Yeah, we want to make sure that's being realized. Um,
1: Shouldn't it be parity though? Shouldn't it be the same? You know, wh- whether it's a big tax break. Well, I mean, w- the other thing is- I
2: want to say, mean, our commitment to Vancouver certainly extends beyond tax breaks. Yeah, right. Like we're here for the long haul. Right. And we've got again three studios here and two of them launched just in the last year. So there's there's more to Vancouver and more to Vancouver's. Um, you know what Brent Vancouver brings to the table than just tax credits yeah um, but yeah absolutely it's it's a challenge and I mean
1: for me as a fan of this stuff I just want to see cool stuff get made and I feel bad for uh, developers that have to choose to move to support their their families mm-hmm. uh, to places where they don't want to <coughs> live to work on things they might not necessarily want to work on mm-hmm and i feel like this is a slightly destructive model that we that we're sort of building here across our country and maybe across north america is trying to just you know pull people over by these uh, incentives that are yeah are not the really so
0: you can live in montreal or you can live in Vancouver or you can live in Toronto. I mean, they're all pretty good options. It's they're
1: all awesome. Yeah. I know. But I think we're, <laughs> we're removing some choices for uh, some of the people that would be hired at these places. Because if somebody's getting a great tax break somewhere, they can afford a higher salary and they can lull somebody that's really loyal to staying in Vancouver. But, you know, they're being offered something. I mean, you, you guys must be well, facing it, this all the time. It's an
2: unlevel playing field. Yeah, it does, right? Um, yeah, which is a challenge for people that are based here. Yeah. Um, but you know, again, you know, we're growing. We're hiring talent. Yeah. Um, we're excited to be to be investing in Vancouver, and we th- we think that there's potential here that goes well beyond just you know what the provincial government can offer. And I, I
1: honestly, I feel like the success of this, especially in Canada, because we've built the last twenty five years of games so yeah. well here. But we've been, a, you know, mostly a service industry for a lot of outside projects. Sure. Yeah. Uh, is now based on new IP. Is now based on making uh, you know stuff that's built here, designed here, created here, yeah. and then developers that live in Canada and choose to live in Canada will then gravitate to that exactly right. IP yeah. rather than just you know a gig.
2: Yeah, that's exactly right. Yeah. I mean, if you got if you've got some big anchor IP. Um, that you know is iconic and culturally relevant, people will gravitate towards that. I mean, BioWare's
1: getting people to move to Edmonton all yeah, the time, right? And look at what
2: 343's done down yeah. in Edmonton, right? Building yeah. a studio from scratch, but they were able to recruit awesome talent to go work there because people want to work on Halo. Right? It's such a huge, culturally iconic kind of franchise that uh, they can. They can have their pick.
1: How do you even come close to stacking up against Halo? I mean, or or Gears (laughs) of War? I tell you, this is what's going to happen
0: E3 this year. We're going to sit in the audience. The lights are going to go down at the Microsoft press conference. And then the Black Tusk game is going to come up on screen. And Vic and I are going to go. Don't forget the lasers. (laughs) Cortana's dance moves. Oh my God. (laughs) (laughs) And everyone gets a free bottle of Black Tusk (laughs) below (laughs)
1: <laughs> thank I you mean, know, man, isn't that intimidating i mean like if you're like we can't really figure this out because we don't know what your concept is sure, or who you yeah. want but i mean those are big, those are the like
2: the biggest franchises in the industry seriously and, like you
1: can't really call out bigger brands than those two but period and came, entertainment
2: they all came from somewhere right yeah all, all new ip starts or all, all big franchises start as new ip at some point right and but that's uh, what you're shooting for you gotta set the bar high
1: yeah yeah Yeah, it's it's not so well, you know, what's good for me to see is I was worried when Don took over at Microsoft because I, a lot of the announcements were, "Well, this studio is closing. This studio is closing. We're not making football. We're not making right. uh, <laughs> Mech Assault anymore. We're yeah. not doing criminal." You know, it's just like, "Wow, okay, are, what games are they making?" And then Gears and Halo and Forza are making, and Fable are making all the money. So it's like, mm-hmm. "Okay, well, I guess that's what they're doing." But it's, so it's good to see that there's
2: absolutely an appetite within Microsoft for new IP for and more for investing in new IP because that's the,
1: that's it, right? That's the future. If they want to sell more Xboxes,
2: it's the software that sells. the podcast. Platforms, absolutely. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, yeah, we've got a great stable of, of portfolio uh, of franchises, but there's an appetite for more.
1: You a fan of the uh, uh, the tablet gaming yeah, thing that's happening? Yeah. 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 It's fun are you more of a console person or a pc person or? personally i'm
2: more of a console guy yeah uh, i grew up playing more pc games but yeah. i've gotten into console games uh more recently yeah but I w- yeah i still enjoy both i was just kind of talking
1: with scott the other day and, and it it really struck me that i never crave tablet gaming mm. i like playing games on the tablet yeah. but i know you will
0: suffer through it if
1: you're on an airplane but i'll never sit there going oh my god you don't i can't anticipate wait six
2: months ahead of time This. Tablet game that's coming out. That's yeah, you do with a but with game. The,
1: but I actually crave yeah. like 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 Aquaman Physically needs craved. to be in yeah. the water every hour. <laughs> I crave video games yeah. like that. Yeah. I need to have a controller in my hand to play a video game, and yeah. I go crazy if I don't have that. The at least once a console day. Console games have a
0: forty-year jump on tablet gaming, though.
1: True. Like it's in your blood now I for the rest of your life. in terms of how
2: people engage with those Well, games, I, right? I, I think
1: there's an analogy too with the Connect experience as well, right? It connected with a lot of people, no pun intended. <laughs> didn't so much with Scott and I and lots of other gamers out there. Yeah. Uh, and I think it's a limitation on the software use of the technology. And I think that's true on the uh, tablet side. It feels like there's uh, right now a finite amount of ways that you can interact with this software. Sure. Whereas console gaming... Um, because you're using a, like a remote control with your controller and they've figured out so many different ways to manipulate characters and objects around.
2: And it's been, yeah, over time t- tested. 10, time. 12 years that we've had to figure out how to interact through a yeah. controller, right? yeah. whereas something like Kinect is still being figured out and the technology is still improving totally. all the time. So. Um, but I yeah, never I think...
1: crave a Kinect game, and I never crave a tablet game. Oh, you're
2: going to crave our game, I'll tell you that. Awesome. Uh, I, yeah. love that. Yeah. I love that. Very cool. I love the bold statement from Mike. <laughs> That's awesome. That is awesome. I can't wait
1: to play it. Yeah. Can't wait and, to show uh, it. And yeah, can't wait to find out when we can find out, because we can't even find that out. <laughs> yeah. We don't fucking know anything <laughs> you're over
0: here. To beat it out of me. Mike's here to
1: tell us <laughs> something
0: cool is happening. I can't tell you a damn thing about it. <laughs> but it's happening though it's the, yeah, he the, is trust the biggest me. cock tease we've ever you know what <laughs> wow, we're gonna awesome. give him the benefit of the doubt yeah. just this once and if you screw us that's it you are yeah, never we welcome down here into to our miserable forever. fucking no, basement not even in your
1: basement wow. we, we may uh, for the next one actually bring the basement to your office. That would be cool. That'd be yeah, all right. Love to see you we'll guys. have no, like wheelbarrows full of uh, action figures. All right, you have to leave now so we can go back to looking at our hustlers.
2: Uh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Okay. It's them rolled up under the couch. Now, so. They won't stay rolled up for long. <laughs> pay no attention to that yeah, stain. Couch couch that's meant stained. to be there. That's
1: how the couch came. <laughs> Thanks, Mike. That was awesome. Yep, totally. Nice guy. Super you know? cool guy. But I
0: think before he left, he farted.
1: I think just when he passed you. I think he left the black tusk he didn't, behind. He didn't cut the cord. He just let it sort of linger there with him. Yeah, so he's, thanks for the crop dusting, Mike. That was great. <laughs> he, he's a great guy. I can't wait to find out, you know, really... Like yeah. Anything. You didn't really have a lot of yeah. news. That was awesome. That yeah. was that was like we just rolled an audio interview with a guy with a black bar over his face. <laughs> <laughs>
0: so, so that's Mike. Mike's done. Listen, I know that uh, I get your your texts late at night. Yeah. Uh, I, I see you every day across from me at the office. <laughs> yes.
1: You are loving your Wii U. I really do love this machine. And I know that it's got problems. It's crashed on me a bunch you of times. You love me and I have problems. Yeah. I mean, there's there it is, Exhibit A. No, I, I like the uh, I like the environment. I, it's the Miiverse. You know what? I'll tell you something though talking yeah.
0: with Mike just now I kept thinking about that Microsoft press conference oh
1: it's going to blow us and away and I kept thinking
0: about this new machine and I keep thinking that's kind of why I feel a little like an anti climactic kind of feeling with the Wii U because it I- doesn't look or feel like anything new. It's just I know it's sort cheap. of a re constitution of stuff I, it's like eating barf. Something a meal that I ate and I barfed up and I ate it again. Okay. It's like that's what playing the Wii U is a little bit like I don't think Nintendo's gonna use that for their Darkness, press release. <laughs> Darkness two is I like barf eating that out already. Okay. <laughs> Blops two, I barfed that out already. You know all yeah, of these Assassins barfed I mean, it.
1: Yes, I get it. But they're still terrific games. They Weird. launched with Zombie some Zombie is the only good game. No, they launched with some what really else? good games. The, the, those games on that platform, but which, everyone's played them already. Whatever, if you're a gamer, it's on that platform, you've played them, you're not it's buying on them again. The Nintendo platform, I mean, there is still a huge chunk of audience. And listen, I, really. I looked past all that and sat down and played Mass Effect 3 again on this machine. and was like, This is fucking, I could easily just the sit whole back. thing, not yet. But uh, you know, over the break, it's something that I want to dive into and sink Are into. Are you spending again. enough time with your family? Who? <laughs> yeah. no, I don't know I, man I, I love the I vibe agree. of playing games on the thing I like yeah. the gamepad Zombie but my, U is awesome Zombie That's U is it. amazing but my favorite thing about this platform is Nintendo's very clever way of uh, bringing your friends and your uh, your interests in these games on, under one roof with the Miiverse I, I don't think care what other really people cool. think about these games I, but I I love don't it. care about I the fan art I, I don't love care the about the community I the joy that people have and they want to share and they want to Ask is this know, game worth
0: sixty bucks? I know it's out there. I the infectious it. joy, but it doesn't infect me, and I don't want to get anywhere near it. All. I'll tell yeah, you what. Well, that's why we you're get, not
1: allowed at Comic Con anymore. We get this, it's exactly the same. <laughs> New thing. York Comic
0: Con. I'm still okay. <laughs> I'm okay on that one. But listen, and we get this tweet all the time. It's a veritable tweet avalanche. The same tweet over and over yeah. again. Is the Wii U worth? The I say dollars?
1: 100%. It is. I, I say I, and no. And I know, I know what's going to happen next year. It's going to look like a piece of shit next year. I know that. But guess what? In Apple, like five months, Apple has laid the. Yeah, but it's still going to take a year to get these I don't machines. Next year, Don't, don't even start fucking talking to no, me about the is new. Wii, year, Wii the new PlayStation's going to launch, and the new three, the, the new Xbox is going to launch. They're both going to have hiccups and issues, and be overly ambitious and promise all kinds of things that they won't be able to deliver on. Because every launch cycle is oh, oh. always nuts. And the Wii is going to look dated. Awful. And then a year later, Nintendo's going to figure out what, uh, you know, some okay. kind of. UI reboot food? yeah I'm looking into the crystal ball oh my Christ and maybe, You're it's killing gonna, me. maybe it's going to be a new machine entirely maybe it's going to yeah, be, be you know a UI what? reboot That is but the sound. Apple has laid the groundwork no, fuck Apple. for that is a thousand going to the store to keep buying new that is tech the sound and it's
0: happening of a million wallets all crying out at once we don't that, need the shit we don't. we don't need
1: more shit in our homes we don't, I don't need, a, need an iPhone 6 we, we don't need homes we could go live we in do, tents we in we the do, forest do, we and do not have any power you know, we don't need any of this shit. We just like to live our lives with the joy of this shit. Well, I'm glad that it gives you so much yeah, joy. I'm, I'm super joy. This machine that It seems, makes me happy. I go seems, home, it's I put this water. enormous gamepad on my lap, and I'm like, this is fun as shit. I right. love this. I'm glad you're having fun. It's really enjoyable. Okay. And, and honestly, like 350 bucks is a lot of money, for yeah, sure. for anybody. But, you know, $100 of that is the Wii portion of it, which they didn't need to put in there, but they did oh, put in there. Who's going to play old Wii games uh, at this somebody point? Somebody that didn't buy the other machine. Oh, my Price. Not Swift, everybody but, gets everything like we do. No, not everybody gets every, not every single machine. Not and everybody every, can
0: afford $350 yeah, even but if free, it has the Wii but in But
1: 350 it. bucks for that much entertainment is not a bad deal. You know, you can go onto the Wii portion and download all those old Nintendo classics for five bucks each. You don't even have to drive. I don't already have to bought them already. How one, many fucking times y- do I have to buy them? You don't. But, uh, you know, someone else can do this. They can, they can choose to buy the Wii Mini in Canada or the, like a real Wii for 150 bucks. Or they could choose not to buy that. Buy the Wii. You have the Wii built in. Listen. Have access to that library. Have a, they don't even have to buy a disc anymore. That's I've the other crazy thing.
0: I've had this thing for like three weeks. Yes. And it feels old. I feel it sort of inching every day closer and closer to the closet. Uh, Though there will be more killer software. Yeah, because you watch your Wii U three and your Wii U four, which should be six weeks after I, that.
1: Yeah, Nintendo's smart man. No, I'm telling Don't you. Don't count them out. Just, and this, this Wii Mini was, is going to be fucking huge. People are going crazy for this thing. Next already. to
0: Mike, and we were talking about the Microsoft press conference. Yeah. That is when you the new next
1: generation starts.
0: Yeah, and you right know in what? In that moment, we're going to see things that we've never seen I, before, and the Wii U has shown me nothing that I, I think, haven't
1: seen before. I think Nintendo would even agree with you on some of those points. I think that they would say sure, technology how, how big of them? Technology that that Sony and Microsoft are going to put forward is going to be more impressive I, I and harder, po- you know, you know, harder hits at the processor all that stuff is coming with these machines. You know what? But the software that you can play on the Wii is still going to look pretty damn good. HD is HD. We aren't at 2K resolution in these games or in the uh, in our television sets yet, uh, or 4K resolution. And, you know, maybe the PlayStation 4 gets us there. Maybe the visuals are going to be that much better. But, I I mean, do you honestly believe that the leap between the Xbox now, Xbox 360, and the next Xbox is going to be as big as it was from Xbox One to Xbox 360? Oh, I think it's
0: going to be huge. I think whatever they're working on is going to be monstrous. They've been working on it for a long time. You and I have heard and and we've felt the rumblings.
1: uh, Yeah, okay. But the other side of that argument is who's making that? Because studio after studio in this generation. We just discovered one today one of them, on the yeah, show. One Here's of them, one we didn't sure. even know about. They've been working for a fucking year. So are we going to get five Xbox games a year and five PlayStation 4 games a year that really take it? Because those games so. are going to be 500 p- people deep and they're going to cost $200 million. I'll
0: tell you what. Nintendo fans, Zelda fans, Mario fans, they're like Playboy subscribers. This is a problem Playboy magazine has. All their old subscribers are dying off. So the magazine eventually
1: will die. No, they're bringing up new ones all the time. And the Wii Mini is going to be a whole new suite of kids. There's only so long you can stretch out
0: Zelda. There's only so
1: long before
0: before it runs out of gas. I I, hate to say it. I don't want to see it. But it's going to happen. And
1: Nintendo, it's up to Nintendo now to show us something new for sure. And I think they can. I mean, they surprised the whole fucking world with Wii Mini and you know the rumbling started to happen three days ago fucking surprise
0: me with the Wii U start there first okay
1: I know maybe it's too ambitious to have another thing in the pipeline already and all of these 3DS announcements maybe they should just focus on uh, not having the Wii U crash for sure but Nintendo does have a pretty deep library and they have a pretty deep uh, you know creative pool to keep coming up with new concepts now their problems lie in the fact that they haven't created enough Partnerships and enough really good incentives for other people to help contribute to make their work their machines uh, Successful and high attach rates. Maybe they'll work and fix that, you know, but yeah. the other machines Holy Christ if these things like, uh, this generation has killed studios also, great companies, and I don't want to see that happen again
0: I also had this vision of Sony <laughs> Once again, spinning their tires at E3 this year, saying that the PlayStation Vita is the gamepad for the for the PS3.
1: Well, they should have done it's that That's the equivalent year. of yeah. what the Wii U has done, I, because I mean,
0: they're always a day late and a dollar short It these days. my mind
1: why they didn't say here, you can buy the PS3 and the Vita for the same price as the Wii U. I mean, why didn't they do that?
0: I'm playing Ratchet and Clank Full Frontal Assault, and you, it's got cross, you know, you can go back and forth, but it's got the both versions if you just pick up the one version, and yeah. that's awesome. Like, yeah. I love that. And I just, I'm holding the Vita in my lap last night while I'm looking at the PS3. PS3. I'm like, this is the gamepad for the PS3 already. I know. Why didn't they bundle it? Why I did, don't know. I why don't didn't understand they say it either.
1: You can buy the Wii U or you can buy the Vita and the PS3 for the same price. Oh, you know,
0: Mike's fart is really lingering. Yeah. Jesus. Should we close this up? Yeah. Yeah.
1: <laughs> Thanks for listening, everybody.
0: There's a hustler over there. Can you pass it to me? No, I'm not touching that. It's <laughs> It's your hustler.